Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Elite Titans podcast. I am your host, known Twitter scoundrel, the Canadian Titan, Ethan Jordan, and we are back after a very, very short hiatus uh, to discuss the 2023 NFL Draft. And there's a whole shit ton of stuff that happened over this past weekend, but before we get into that, let me just explain where the Elite Titans podcast was for so long. Truthfully, guys, I hate the offseason. I'm not a fan of it whatsoever. All of the speculation, the overreactions, the shitty fan takes, it's exhausting. It's tiring. I don't like dealing with it. So I didn't record any episodes. Now, if you're an avid listener of the ETP, you might be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, Ethan, you lying son of a bitch. You haven't posted an episode since some point from the beginning or from the middle of last season. And that's true. Really, uh, the losing streak depressed me. Uh, All of you dumbasses on Twitter pissed me off all the time. So I, I just stopped. I just stopped making episodes. But I am back I am reinvigorated because the NFL draft happened and it was a doozy. So let's just jump right into it. Heading into the draft, so many of us Titans fans, the elites, had this idea that Rand Carthon was going to knock it out of the park, that he was going to be the anti-John Robinson. The first round pick was going to be a stud. We are going to get five wide receivers, and we were going to build an elite Titans offense to carry us into the next generation. And then he started with Peter Skaronsky. Now, I personally loved the pick. I think you have to establish the offensive line, considering the fact that Dennis Daly and Aaron Brewer and Nicholas Petit-Ferrer and whoever, Nate Davis, fuck that guy, and Ben Jones are were all bad last year. Not Ben Jones. Ben Jones was fine. But the rest of them were all terrible and got Ryan Tannehill sacked a billion times. If you check the stats, it actually says one billion times. Drafting Peter Skaronsky was necessary. Now, sure, it wasn't the sexy pick. I personally wanted JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. But we went with Skaronsky, and I loved it. Like I said, it's important to establish the offensive line, and drafting one of the best offensive linemen in the entire draft does just that. Perfect setup for Ryan Tannehill. Perfect setup for Derrick Henry. Perfect setup for the 2023 Tennessee Titans. And then day two happened. And on day two, there was a lot of speculation that the Titans were trying to move up, get into the bottom of the first round. A lot of people speculated that it was for a quarterback. And I don't know about you guys, but me, I was telling people, no fucking way. What possible reason could we want to draft a quarterback We just got Malik Willis last season. Ryan Tannehill is still really good, especially when he's healthy. I've been anti-quarterback all offseason. And then, Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel decided to rip my guts out and trade up. Trade up to the top of the second round, giving up a next year third round pick and drafting Will Levis. Will Levis. 
Will Levis, who many people believe to be the worst of the four star quarterbacks, the guy who puts mayonnaise in his coffee, the guy who eats bananas with the peel, Will Levis. I literally texted in my group chat, oh my fucking God. I was devastated initially. I've since come around on the pick. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But Titans Twitter imploded. Will Levis, are you serious? What a stupid pick. What the fuck is Rand doing? Sell the franchise. Fire Rand Carthon immediately. I'm so glad that that's back. Titans Twitter went apeshit. But in actuality... Will Levis is actually a really good pick. Now, sure, he's not a perfect quarterback, and there's definitely some questions in regards to his decision-making and his accuracy. But he ran a pro-style offense in Kentucky, which obviously uh, is beneficial for a rookie quarterback, and it will help his transition into the NFL. On top of that, the system that he ran very similar to the system that the Titans run now. Now, personally, I don't think that inserting Will Levis into the Titans offense right away is the right decision. I do think that he should sit for a year. And yes, I know that he's already 24 years old. He's the oldest quarterback prospect after Hendon Hooker. I get it. But there is a benefit to sitting and learning. And Ryan Tannehill still under contract this season. I've heard a lot of people say, hey, we should trade him. We should get rid of him. I completely disagree. Yes, you'd be able to save $18 million and that would be great, but it would probably be better to let Will Levis learn behind the scenes, let Ryan Tannehill get one more shot at it while he's still under contract with Derrick Henry, with the limited offensive weapons that we have, And if he balls out behind an improved offensive line, then let him go after that. Let him sign for big money elsewhere. Let us recoup a compensatory pick and build the team that way. That's my personal, that's what I would do if I were Rand Carthon and Mike Rabel. So I don't think Will Levis should start and I don't think that the immediate outrage that Titans Twitter experienced is fully justified. Now, don't get me wrong, completely understand it, but I don't think that it's justified. After drafting Will Levis and ripping the hearts out of so many Titans fans, the Titans then went into the third round after having traded back as part of the Will Levis pick, They went and they drafted a running back, Ty J. Spears. I may have butchered his name, but they drafted a running back. And get this, this running back not only tore his ACL once, not only tore it twice, but doesn't even have an ACL in his knee. And I know exactly what you're probably thinking, because it's the same thing that the same angry Titans fans were thinking as soon as the pick happened. As soon as Ian Rappaport said he doesn't have an ACL in his knee. What the fuck are the Titans thinking? 
why would they draft a running back with no ACL? A running back when you have the GOAT in Derrick Henry in the backfield still churning out 1,500-yard seasons. Why would you draft an injury-prone running back? The answer to that is actually quite simple. He's really fucking good. Arguably, after B. John Robinson, although some people might say he's better, he is the best running back available in the draft. Now, sure, maybe his long-term viability isn't there. But you know what? If you don't have a Derrick Henry in the backfield, then you use and abuse the running backs that you do have. And when their contract is up, you say, thank you very much. See you later. Pick up another compensatory pick if they sign with another team. And you draft another running back. That is the San Francisco 49er method. And that's probably what Rand Carthon is doing right now. Have Derrick Henry. Have Spears in the backfield as well. And two years from now, draft another running back. And use him a little bit and so on and so forth. And Spears is really fucking good. He can catch out of the backfield. He can break tackles. He's shifty. He's strong. And as long as he stays healthy, that's an absolute killer value pick in the third round. I saw a lot of people saying, oh, well, like you could have got him later. You could have got any running back later. Why would you pass up on a stud in the third round when when he's sitting right there for you? I've heard so many people talk about value in this draft, and I really don't think that you guys know what the fuck you're talking about. And I mean that with all due respect. Genuinely, it seems like people just assume, oh, you you don't need that value. You can get that value later. But then they'll also bitch and complain when they don't get a wide receiver early enough. I don't fucking get it. But anyways, Spears is actually a stud. And all this concern about the lack of an ACL, I get it. I understand your little brains do not grasp the concept. What what does that mean without an ACL? You know who didn't have an ACL for his entire playing career? Went on to have a Hall of Fame career? Heinz Ward. And Heinz Ward was one of the most physical motherfuckers in the entire NFL. So maybe, instead of just assuming, well, he has no ACL, so he's probably a bust... Let's let the pick actually build. Let's let him have an NFL career before we go deciding what his fate is. Now, the Titans didn't have a fourth round pick. I find that hilarious and ironic considering that we traded away that fourth round pick in that Julio Jones trade. How fucking ironic is it that... We desperately needed a wide receiver. And there were wide receivers on the board. Tyler Scott was available. A.T. Perry was available. And we couldn't get one because we gave away our fourth round pick to Julio Jones. That failed experiment. Bastard. That's fucking hilarious. In the fifth round, the Titans drafted Josh Wiley, tight end out of Cincinnati. And it was a position of need. I've seen a lot of 
draft analysts say, well, he's actually one of the one of the better tight ends. He can block well. He's he's getting better as a blocker every season. He's got a big catch radius because he's a big boy, six foot seven. That's what you need in a tight end, along with Chigakonkwo. The Titans run a lot of two tight end sets, and I'll talk a little bit about that more later when I discuss what I think is going to be the plan for 2023. But Josh Wiley's going to be a stud, my opinion. I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that white, like Dr. Wiley, like Mega Man. That's what I'm hoping anyway. In the sixth round, the Titans drafted Jalen Duncan. I don't know jack shit about this offensive tackle. I'm going to trust other experts on that. It's the sixth round who really gives a fuck. And in the seventh round, the Titans drafted Colton Dowell, who is my personal favorite after Will Levis, because this is a Will Levis stand podcast, the number one Will Levis stand podcast in all of Titans Nation. But Colton Dowell actually looks a lot like me. I've had a couple people say, wow, Ethan, that guy looks just like you. So he's my he's wide receiver one, in my opinion. Fuck Traylon Burks. Fuck Kyle Phillips. Fuck Racy McMath. Colton Dowell is where it's at. He's, he's going to make the team. He's an absolute stud. But that was the Titans draft. And I know that the immediate reaction was, we drafted a wide receiver too late. I hate all these picks. If you look at Titans Twitter, they're, dra- or they're grading it a D, uh, an F, a C-. minus. But in actuality, all of those picks are really good. Forget for a minute that we don't really have that much depth at wide receiver. Peter Skaronski is arguably the best offensive lineman in the draft. Will Levis, regardless of how you feel about that mayonnaise-eating motherfucker, is one of the top quarterbacks available in this draft, and we got him at the top of the second. We didn't have to give up a first-round pick for it. Tajay Spears, again, one of the top running backs in the draft, and we got him midway through the third. These are great value picks, and they are all going to be role players for the Tennessee Titans in 2023 and beyond. So get over the fact that we didn't get a wide receiver early, a needle mover. Let me talk about that for a quick second. This idea that the Titans didn't get a needle mover in the first round. Didn't get a needle mover early enough. Did you guys forget what happened in 2022? Did you forget how many drives were killed by an ill-timed sack? Or Dennis Daly getting his ass blown out by Arden Key or some other edge rusher? And Tannehill or Malik or Josh Dobbs getting their ass handed to them because our offensive line was terrible. Do you not remember that? Because I certainly recall many, many sacks. Many times Derrick Henry was hit in the backfield that would have completely changed a game if we had better offensive line play. Peter Skaronsky is absolutely a needle mover. And if you don't believe that, you're a fucking idiot. And I mean that with all due respect, and I say it in a nice way because I am Canadian. 
Now, let's move on to the 2023 plan for the offense. Now, it's early. There's still the second bout of free agency. There are still wide receivers that the Titans can acquire either via trade or when camp cuts happen. I've seen a lot of people speculate about whether or not we're going to pick up Corey Davis, which could be good if you want that kind of receiver. He'd be an instant upgrade over Nick Westbrook-Akine. Not Colton Dowell because he's wide receiver one. Probably not Traylon Burks either, but it would be better to have more weapons. I get it. But let's look at the reality of the situation. The Tennessee Titans do not run an explosive offense. It doesn't appear that they are trying to reinvent the wheel in regards to their offense. They still want to run the ball. They still want to control the clock. They still want to have explosive plays on occasion, but still be that efficient style of offense that they've been for the last couple of years, ever since Mike Vrabel took over as head coach. Now, I know that doesn't make you guys happy. I know that there are hundreds and thousands of Titans fans who just want to run an air raid offense and throw the ball 45 times a game for 665 yards and nine touchdowns. I understand that that is the kind of offense that you think is going to be successful. But the truth of the matter is, we just watched a Super Bowl not that long ago where the quarterback threw for what? 400 yards, had a million touchdowns, ran a lot, and lost. And it makes you wonder, maybe if the Eagles were able to run the ball a little bit better, if they had a sound running game, if they had a stronger defense that was able to stop the Chiefs and stop Mahomes, maybe they win that game. It seems like that's what the Titans are trying to do. And it seems like having a stronger offensive line is the most important thing for how the offense is supposed to run. Now, I know not having wide receivers who can separate is pretty fucking frustrating. I get it. But there were countless times last season where there was an open receiver or there was a deep shot available. And Tannehill or Malik or even Josh Dobbs couldn't get the ball off in time. I believe personally that if we had better offensive line play, sure, we're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. The talent on the the roster and all of the injuries probably makes that impossible. But there are definitely games that are won with better offensive line play, even with your shitty receivers. Hell, if... Josh Dobbs doesn't get sacked immediately and fumble the ball forward. It was a forward pass. But if he doesn't fumble the ball there, chances are we win that game. The Jags couldn't do shit. So I definitely believe that the mindset of Mike Rabel is still protect the ball, protect the quarterback, and run the ball. And yeah, it's not sexy. It's definitely not sexy in 2023. But in my opinion, 
it's probably the most effective way for the Titans to run the ball, for the Titans to run their offense. And that's going to bring me to what I think is the last topic of the day for this uh, welcome back episode of the Elite Titans podcast. And that's the future. Because we drafted our supposed quarterback of the future in Will Levis, whose nickname should totally be Billy Jeans. And I would love to take all the credit in the world for that, but that was actually from a, t- a Twitter user I found at I Am Mighty Oak. Uh, he coined him, he coined Will Levis, Billy Jeans. And I just think that's fucking amazing. So that's what the official Will Levis Stan account is going to be calling our quarterback of the future. That's Billy Jeans. But what is the plan going forward? What should be the plan? Now, I touched on this earlier, but I think Will Levis should sit. I think he should sit this entire season, assuming that Ryan Tannehill is healthy. I think he should be the backup quarterback. Hell, I think if you're going to carry three quarterbacks on the roster, maybe he should be the third string quarterback, honestly. Because Ryan Tannehill is good. He's borderline great. And I know everybody who's hearing this is probably thinking, oh, well, he threw the three interceptions to the to the Bengals and Oh, he's, he's, he's just a regular season quarterback. Fine, I get it. But he's going to ball out in the regular season and get us to the playoffs, and I think he deserves one more opportunity to try and win us a championship. Now, with the roster being ass, it's probably not going to happen. But if he can raise his value throughout the season then yeah, maybe at some point you can trade him if a quarterback goes down because injuries happen all the time. You can trade him for a higher value if he's put some good film on tape. If he's put some good work on film, you know what the fuck I'm trying to say. If he's done good work throughout the season, that's the ideal time to trade him. I understand people wanted to trade him during the draft, trade him to the Falcons or the Commanders or the Bucks. But how good would it be if the Bucks were, say, 4-2, and two, say Baker Mayfield goes down or Kyle Trask sucks or something, and now the Bucks are thinking, wow, I can, we can win the NFC South, but we need a quarterback. Let's, let's do it. Let's send a second-round pick for Ryan Tannehill. Let's send uh, multiple picks. Let's send later-round picks. And that'll help the rebuild for the Tennessee Titans. Hell, and that's just one option. Really, maybe Ryan Tannehill balls out. We get a good playoff seed. We win a couple playoff games. That's not nothing. That's good. It's a good thing to win games, even if you don't win the Super Bowl. So I think it'll be fantastic to have Ryan Tannehill be the quarterback this season. I think it would be great for Will Levis to learn behind the scenes. I think it would be great to have one more run of Derrick Henry before he's probably gone at the end of the season. I am not an advocate of trading Tannehill before the season, trading Bayard, trading Henry. I've seen a lot of people talk about just diving full on into this rebuild. 
I don't think that that's the right move. I would understand it if that's what the Titans decided to do, but I don't think that that's the right move. Let Will Levis, Billy Jeans, learn behind Tannehill, just like Mahomes learned behind Alex Smith. Alex Smith wasn't tanking that season to try and get Mahomes a better pick uh, to draft a wide receiver or to draft a stud offensive lineman. They tried to win it all. I think that's what Tannehill's going to do, and I think that's what the Titans should be doing in 2023. But that's going to do it for your boy here on the Elite Titans podcast. Lots of stuff to talk about. The offseason is exciting again. I fucking hate the offseason, but this part with rookie minicamps coming up and training camp and all that shit, the, the hope and the possibilities are endless now. There's real football to talk about. So look forward to more episodes of the ETP. If you enjoyed it, hit that like button, subscribe, whatever the fuck you're supposed to do on Spotify or iTunes or whatever else I put it on here. It's been a while since I've done that. If you liked it, uh, you can follow the podcast at Elite Titans Pod, or you can follow me on my personal Twitter page at Canadian underscore Titan. I've been your host, Ethan Jordan, and remember, everybody, I'm not a homer. I'm just an elite Titans fan. Tighten up, and let's get fucking ready for the Titans season.